Welcome to the party, bong bong. It's your man Claytron, aka the Big Boss Man, aka the PhD of podcasting, aka the clumsy jeweler because I'm always dropping gems, aka the milkman because I always deliver. Uh, this is episode sixty of Welcome to the Party. Um, there we go. Full intro in in one little in one little hit there. Okay. Um, because usually it takes me 11 minutes to actually remember to tell you what number episode this is, even though it says it as an episode title. I got asked, um, on Twitter, what, uh, how, how me and Money Making Mitch come up with, um, the episode titles. So that's, um, that's. That's a, uh, a joint effort. Okay. So usually, usually like there'll be something that I go on a rant about and it's like, it's pretty easy to choose, but sometimes there's a pretty low key episode. Um, we just kind of, we, I kind of leave it in money making Mitch's hands at that point. Cause he'll listen to it again when he edits it and he'll find something in there that he thinks is funny or iconic or whatever about the episode. And he'll, he'll put that as the, uh, the episode title. Um, so yeah, whoever asked that question, there's your answer. Um, yo, Justin Bieber got engaged to Haley Baldwin. Is that Alec Baldwin's daughter? I'm going to assume so. Um, as you know, here at the Welcome to the Potty podcast, everything is unsourced. So we'll say that that is Alec Baldwin's daughter. It's all unsourced. Um, but uh, congratulations, guy. I thought you and um, that other chick. Ah, oh, shit. I don't know. I don't know her name. I don't think it's Ariana Grande. I think it's the other one that's super young. Ah, oh, shit. Selena Gomez is not Ariana Grande. It's Selena Gomez. I thought that Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez were always like off and on, but that might've been when they were kids and all that shit. You know, I don't keep up with, uh, Biebs and all that shit. I'm not a believer, you know, but congrats to Justin Bieber and Hayley Baldwin. She's a stunner, right? She's a stunner. But celebrities get like engaged and shit mad early in relationships. So I don't know how long they've been together. Engagements. Shoot. I'm not the biggest fan of them to begin with, but I think, I think you gotta, I think three years minimum, probably three years minimum um, of togetherness before you can even think about that. Someone else just got engaged recently, three months. Ah, who was it? Who was that? Someone famous. Three months into their relationship, they got engaged. I forgot who it was, but I was like, well, that's, yeah, that's destined for failure, you know? Three months, three weeks, whatever. Bruh. I've known some people for three years that I sort of think I know, you know, I'm sort of like, oh, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what they do for work. I don't know what they drive. 
I don't know whether they even have pets, whether they like animals, whether... I definitely know if they're vegan or not because vegans love talking about if they're vegans. Um, if they're CrossFit, I know if they do that for sure. I don't know though. There's some cats out there that I know, but I don't really know. And you're just going to get married to someone after three months or weeks or whatever. Um, reevaluate, bro. Reevaluate. Uh, Drake. Drake uh, at DJ Academics have had a chat um, after um, all this has come out that it sounds like Kanye gave push all that ammunition, right? So um, sounds like when Kanye and Push were doing the album, Drake had already come in to help out with Yikes on the Yay album and they've been talking and Drake, Drake told Kanye about his kid and all this shit. Oh, sorry. Oh, I got mad early this morning. Um, and so Ye went and told Push that shit and Push was like, bunk, bunk, story of Adidon. Anyway. Um, so I guess Academics has been speaking with Drake and it apparently Drake... Drake said that he created an unreleased diss track that he said it would destroy Kanye. Um, and apparently people have told academics that if this song came out, Kanye would jump off a building, which his natural inclination was to say that Drake fucked Kim Kardashian. Hey, hey. Hey, would you be surprised by that? The only thing about that that could possibly make me not believe it is the fact that she didn't leak something about it because she's such an attention whore, you know? So who knows? But that would be funny because I care not about any of the individuals, uh, engaged in that in that situation but um we're gonna move on to we're gonna move on to sports again but like similar to last week or some some episode uh we're not gonna run the the sports theme because i don't have a whole heap to talk about um there's been the like baseball still on i'm pretty sure not really into it though. Um, the World Cup, you know, I don't even know. I don't know anything else about that. Then you've got Wimbledon's on at the same time. I don't even know what's going on. I'm going to guess that it's Nadal and Serena Williams um, just smashing it or like maybe Federer. And then you've got, you've got the NBA. So all the... All the big names, apart from Melo, have all like pretty much done their deals. So it looks like the Rockets might secure Melo because they got rid of Mba Amut. Um, so that's two forwards gone with him and Trevor Ariza. So you're looking, it looks like they're trying to free up some space for Melo. 
Um, yeah, so there's there's that. That's the only like real news there is um, in terms of free agency. Um, critics have been talking shit about Zach Levine who left the Bulls uh, and went to... Shit, I think he went to Sacramento. He signed, I think, his biggest contract yet. And cats don't think that he's proved himself. But hey, who gives a fuck? He shouldn't. He's making that bread. So he should he should just be like, whatever, motherfuckers. I'm getting my money. Um, you can hate it or love it. But a lot of discussion now on who is the new... Um, king of the east now that LeBron's gone uh and that is an interesting question let's go teams first Boston looks like they might run the table you got Toronto there as well um and you've got Philly I'd say they're the main players at this point Toronto don't have a dude that's like the talk of the East, you know? Like, they've got DeMar DeRozan and um, Kyle Lowry. Um, I'm probably forgetting somebody, but... Uh, yeah, those dudes are dope. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to disrespect them, but I'm not calling one of those individuals the king of the East. I'm going to be looking at um, Kyrie... Uh, ben Simmons, Gordon Hayward, if he's still there, Kawhi Leonard, if he comes over. Um, so that's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, I don't have a whole lot. Yeah. Like I said, not a whole lot of uh, news on sports. That's just a bit of a, uh, a bit of an update on what my thoughts have been over the last few days. Um, man, I've been, I've been out here working. Okay. So I got some, got some shit in the pipeline. I'm not going to talk too soon, but just stay tuned to welcome to the party. There's going to be some new shit happening. Um, yeah, man, but this is, this is, as you know, the midweek episode of welcome to the party. And as always, we have a guest, um, and this guest is a New York blogger, um, and all-round interesting person. Uh, I don't even remember how I got in touch with her. I think I, f- uh, I found her on Instagram somehow. Um, maybe, maybe a hashtag. I don't fucking know. What I do know is uh, that this was a fun conversation for me. It was a good convo. Uh, you know, I love learning from everybody that I get on the show and I learned some things here. And... Uh, it was engaging and um, and fun for me. So I hope it's engaging and fun for you. But uh, please welcome to the party, uh, Journey Woo, the urban Carrie Bradshaw. You blog, right? Yes, I do. How regularly? I try to every day. Okay. It's a lot. It's, it's a lot to keep up with blogging. <laughs> right. Yeah, and not too daily, but you know. And what is it? What is it about? It's really just my personal point viewpoint on, you know, things going on in entertainment. You know, I didn't want to be 
like you know the shade room or anything like that with shading people yeah or you know degrading celebrities or anything but you know when something happens or somebody's in the news I, I try to just relate it to our everyday life like I'll turn I'll turn a story into how I can relate to it okay and that's, you know that's that's what I like to do you yeah. know we all go you know we're all human whether you're famous or not and you know so I try not to judge you know or put somebody on blast that's not really my thing yeah i I saw um i think i first came across you with the it was a cardi b story and it was it looked like she had ripped a a video from somebody yes yes Mm -hmm. yeah so that that's the that was the first thing that i had seen um but i i wanted to get you on the show because you um you yeah you blog about similar things that we we talk about i mean we we throw a lot of shade though um when yeah you know sometimes you have to show you throw a little shade yeah <laughs> but wait so you're from new york right yes i'm in new york i'm in brooklyn brooklyn okay mm-hmm. let me let me hear about what you think about the gentrification of new york city oh, well, especially I'm brooklyn yeah no well I'm originally from Florida, Orlando, Florida. Okay. And I've been in New York for eight years now. Um, I came to Brooklyn eight years ago, and it was still Brooklyn. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now you see, you know, people walking their dogs, and it's very very trendy now. Yeah. You know, it feels like they're trying to turn it into Manhattan. You know? Yeah, I feel like Brooklyn so, was was the first to go, but like even even Harlem's looking like that yeah. now. Yeah, Harlem. They're they're trying to clean it up. You know, the last one standing that's still, you know, that they haven't touched yet. I, I see little bits of changes that they're trying to do, but they haven't touched it yet. And I don't know if you know about it, but it's it's the Bronx. The Bronx, yeah. Yeah, the Bronx is very still very, you know, um, New York is Latino. You know, it's still very very New York. Old school New York. Yeah. We haven't touched the Bronx yet, but Brooklyn, yeah, you'll be surprised. It's very, it's getting very trendy. The prices, you know, as far as rent and stuff like that are becoming like the city. It's crazy. Yeah. So was, do you know if Nas' uh, listening party was in uh, Queensbridge? I'm not sure, actually. I'm just not sure if he did it in his old hood or, or what. Right, yeah, because I was surprised to see the, uh, the Kardashians actually uh, venture that way. Uh, yeah, that's shocking. But you know, it's probably because him and Kanye worked together on this album. So, what did you listen to the album? I have. And what do you think? I still like Nas. You yeah, think? He's um, good. You know, original Nas. <laughs> he uh, hasn't changed. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Kanye really did him any favors with the uh, the beats on that one. I didn't think so either. I was looking for a little more as far as beat wise. Yeah. He he still had the lyrics. He's yeah. still very nice. Because I thought Daytona was dope. I thought that was the best of the good music drops. Mm-hmm. But then, okay. like, the uh, the Nas one, like, I just wanted it to sound... I wanted it to sound like Nas, you know, like Large Professor and all that right. shit, but... And I noticed that, you know, because I think Kanye did a couple of people's new albums, especially Tiana Taylor, and, you know... I just I just wasn't very impressed with his sound this no. time around. I don't think Tiana Taylor was very impressed with the whole experience. It looks like she's. Uh, I don't think so 
either. Yeah, she didn't even know what day it was coming out and like all this. Exactly. She didn't really promote it herself, so it doesn't. It doesn't feel like she was very happy about this project. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think it turned out the way she expected it to. No, and um, and then there's there's news coming out now that Kanye was the one giving push the info for uh, the story of Added On. Oh really? Yes. So I guess. I guess Drake wrote uh, Yikes on the Ye album. Right. And when he was in Wyoming, he played Kanye a song um, about about the kid. Right. And, um, yeah, was like telling him he's got a kid on. Yeah. He did, he did Pusha T's album too. Yeah. So that's, that's shady. Yeah. You know, that's messy in itself. Yeah, so I guess... Um, Kanye went and took all that info to, to push and push brought that song out. So wow. I, I had initially okay. thought that push had some, somehow got the information from the girl, whatever her name from is. The girl. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I thought originally too. But yeah, if Kanye did, that's messy. Yeah. That's wild. That's real messy. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. But, but, but that's what happens in the industry. That's why you said, um, you, you first recognized my page because of the Cardi B thing. Yep. Um, see, the thing is, you know, when it comes to, to New York, Brooklyn and the Bronx have always been a rival. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you'll find a few people who from Brooklyn who like the Bronx and Bronx who likes Brooklyn. Um, so the artist that she she ripped off a piece of her video um, is the artist that I know personally. And there's a mutual there's a mutual friend between Cardi and this artist that I know, which her name is Villaness. Okay. And, um, her name is Villaness Red Queen, and she's from Red Hook, Brooklyn. So she's, you know, the queen of Red Hook, and that that happens a lot in New York. Like you'll have somebody from a certain borough, and they they are known in that borough, or they run with the top dogs in that borough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so Villaness did this video five years ago. It was her first single uh, for her solo project because she's um, initially a songwriter for different artists. So she did a project five years ago, and you know her villainess's image is very, um, you know, some people would say it's dark or morbid, but there's always a story behind it if if you listen to her lyrics. Yeah. So um, the mutual friend, I'm assuming, might have tipped off Cardi for her idea for her video. Be careful. And so what happened was, you know, it became a little stigma or a little static in between Villainess and Cardi because she took pieces of this video and didn't give credit or, you know, she likes to say I'm paying homage. But to me, I just feel like she does a lot of stealing. Yeah, I think I I feel like I don't really know who Cardi is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, if you if you pay homage, you you need it. She's she's just stole it from other artists. Yeah. Paying homage you know? isn't isn't just using something. You got to actually you got to point out where exactly. it came from. Yeah. And you know, Cardi and Vanessa from the street and street code. You should be like shout out to whoever. I got this idea from them. However you want to say it, but you should pay. You should pay respect instead of just stealing it because you because you're mainstream and think you can get away with it. You know, it's not respected still streetwise. You know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think she so just that, that's what that post was about. Yeah, she built she built up an image, um, you know, partly through herself, but obviously getting uh, a publicist, uh, a publicist, and all of that. They that takes exactly. away from your creativity as well. So they they would have exactly. just said, "Hey, look at this. Let's let's do this." Yeah, and because people become um, label puppets. Yeah, you know, I, I'm all for indie. 
I think it's best to do it on your own. It costs a lot more money, and you got to come out of pocket. But at the end, I think personally, from a media standpoint, that going indie is best like Lil Wayne. It's the only way to make your money. money. Because labels labels take so much, and now labels are even taking taking merch and tour money now. So it's like, how are you how are you supposed to make any money with on this streaming um system where you're getting like point zero one cents per per stream? You need exactly. to make money off touring and merch, and now labels are even taking that. So it's like you you just got to do it yourself. You just got to do it yourself. That's what I say. It costs. It takes. It takes time. And sometimes it could be very discouraging because you have to build your own audience and get your own fan base. But at the end, I think it's well worth it. Oh, absolutely. And and I and I personally think labels are are you know they're still the the top ones out there. The, you know the ones that have always been around. But I think more people are staying indie nowadays than trying to get a record deal. Yeah, there's I mean there's so much yeah. more scope for it now as well because you can still make a name for yourself like through you know YouTube or SoundCloud or exactly. whatever. Um, yeah, it's so many options now. Yeah, opposed to back in the day when you had to get a label. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. And did you see the the Gambino um thing about him him stealing for Maiden? Uh, this is America. I heard. I heard. I I seen a couple posts about it. Um, but I wasn't sure about what they were saying that he was stealing from. I'd never heard the song before, but when you listen to it, it like it's so similar that it's it's hard for you to think that. It's a coincidence. Wow, and you probably didn't. You know, that's that's the thing. I don't, I don't respect the stealing from people. Like, you know, people. If if you are naturally talented and you can write or make beats or you know write for other people, I think that you know it should be taken into consideration that it takes a lot of hard work to put to put out a product and for somebody to just steal it. It's not respected. Yeah, especially if you don't ask permission. Especially, yeah, you know what I mean? and especially for to be mainstream and to steal to steal from somebody who's an unknown and and get so much recognition off it is bullshit. It's not right. It's not right. It's not right at all. That's why I didn't respect Cardi for that. Yeah, I, it's not right. Yeah. You know, these people, you know, even they say, you know, Beyonce does the same thing. We all know Beyonce goes on YouTube and looks at underground artists and steals stuff from them. She's gotten sued plenty of times for it. Yeah. Whether it's a whether it's dance moves or a beat or whatever, you know, she that's, that's what they do. They go on YouTube and look up all these talented people and steal their stuff and think they can get away with it. And it's not respectable. No. I don't care. I don't care what your status is. I don't care if you're Beyonce, whoever you are. You're still humans and it's not right. Yeah. You know? Now... Just on Beyonce and Jay Z, their new album. Yeah. Um, the decision to bring that out when Nas brought out his album was total shade, in my opinion. Yeah. Total, I um, total shade. What is? I don't think it was a coincidence. I think it was pre-games. Beyonce is very Beyonce and Jay Z are very. Um, what do you call it? Calculated. Strategic. Yes. Yeah, calculated and. It was totally done on purpose. <laughs> yeah, that was... I mean, I thought they had put that shit to bed, but clearly not, because that was... um, Yeah, that was no accident. Mm-mm-mm. Not at all. I think Jay-Z is still salty about Ether. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, still, I don't care what he says or how much he thinks he's grown or he's on his grown man shit. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I think it was total shame. Absolutely. What did you think about um 444, by the way? On speaking of the grown man shit. Well, I'm, I'm, 
being in Brooklyn, I'm personally a Jay-Z fan. And even when I was back home in Florida, I, I was probably like one of the few people that liked um, New York rap. Yep. Because, you know, there was a time where the North and South didn't get along until I, I personally feel like when um, Terror Squad did Lean Back and started bringing on Southern artists. Yep. I think that kind of built, built the, uh, the gap. Um, but even before then, before New York and and the South started fucking with each other, I think um, I you know I liked uh, North North rap. Or yeah. You want to call it New York rap or you know I loved I loved it. So I was always a Jay Z fan. Um, and so I will always be, even though I think they're shady and calculated. I still I think he's an amazing artist. Yeah, for sure. I yeah, just definitely. um I think it's similar. It's a similar sort of dilemma with him and and Eminem they've they've made their money and it's like it's hard for them to continue to rap there's they're not living that life anymore so it's hard like it's hard for them to have substance in what they're they're saying and like yeah you have to but you know this generation they're not really feeling it yeah they they like they like this mumble rap they Mm. like they like migos and and little uzi and the six nine character who's claiming to be king of king of Brooklyn and yeah. he's a clown. Yes. You know, so I think this new generation just didn't understand it. That's why it didn't do no, the numbers that he thought it was probably going to do because everybody who likes his music is like us, thirty and over. Yeah. You know, so we get it, but this younger these younger people they they want to just hear the same type of beat with the same flow same sound you can't even tell who's who i don't even know the difference between little uzi little yachty six nine i don't know the difference yeah <laughs> no nah, it's it's they all, they all sound the same <laughs> yeah it's all it's all wild and um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that was something that um xxx tentacion was like he actually was sort of he was he was still on that um you know that slowed down sort of mumble shit but he he was he still had a message he had a message. Um, so like I can't I didn't really like his music, but I, I respected him for what he was doing because at least it wasn't it wasn't only talking about like taking Zannies and Right. Um, he yeah. was he, he was actually trying to turn his life around. And it's funny, it was so weird to me, it, it bugged me out because I had started to become a fan a little before he passed away. So and and he, you know, he was in Florida, so that was really like close to home and um it was just shocking to to you know, get on the gram and see that he passed away. I was like, wow, I just started finding out about this guy. Yeah. Um, it's freaky, you know? So who, who are your favorite artists from the, like the Florida area? Well, you know, you know, when it comes to Florida, Orlando, I can't really say there's any artists in Orlando that, that are stand out because nobody has really made it to put Orlando on the map. Yeah. However, Miami is, is popping. That's, that's the place to be. So, yeah. and that's only four hours from Orlando. So, you know, that's, we were there every weekend, you know, you go down there for, for Labor Day weekend, for Memorial weekend, sorry. And, um, you know, our, our, our legends are Uncle Luke. Yep. You know, the, the, the you know, the throwback guy, 69 boys, you know, Tootsie Roll, all of that stuff. Those are our legends. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. you know, there's there's R and B groups and there's rappers from Florida that you know, they're they're starting to come out now and get their little respect. You know, Plaz, I love Plaz, he's from Florida. Oh, he's from Florida? And, I didn't yeah, even know. He's from Florida. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's from Florida. That's that's you know, that's where he's from. I don't know if that's what he claims, but that's where he's from. Yeah. 
So we knew about Plaz before anybody else knew about Plaz because he was getting played on local radio station. Um, and you know, that that's just what it was. And we still we still love we love our legends, you know. Yeah. It's just it, there's a there's a Florida sound like you know a Southern rapper from Florida opposed to Atlanta. Or oh yeah. Anywhere else, Memphis, you know whatever. Yeah, for sure. There's a, you know they, we have a different sound. But Uncle Luke really set he really set the tone, and I don't think he gets enough uh, credit for what he's done. No, I don't think so either. He's um mm-hmm. relatively yeah, unknown I unless enough, I don't think he gets enough respect. Yeah, if if you're not a hip hop head, you don't know Uncle Luke really. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, before we knew about New York rap down south, um, before they before they merged, we had Project Pat. Yeah. Um, you know, all those type of rappers from back in the day, three, six mafia. That's who we were listening to. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, what's funny, we, we, we accepted West coast before we accepted East coast. Yeah. Because Bone Thugs the Harmony and all those people, they're really big in, in down South. Right. You would call that, mm-hmm. you would call that West coast, even though that's Cleveland. Yeah. We kind of, we kind of just. We, we we you know Midwest and West Coast it's all kind of the same to us. Right. We never really put you know had a you know we never really separated it. But Bone Thugs and then um, you know Scarface and all of them they they set the tone. That, yeah. That's what plays down south more than Jay Z and Nas and Biggie. You know even Tupac. Yeah. Even, even you know Southerners like Tupac. They'll listen to Tupac over Biggie. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, which so. is strange because he, I mean, he was born in New York. Exactly, he was. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? You know, you know what's crazy about New York is that it's is everybody. You know, it's amazing. It's an amazing city. You know, of course, it's the it's the place of dreams, and everybody wants to be in New York or come to New York eventually at some point in their life. Yeah. However, when you're from here and you live here and you're on the grind and you want to be an artist or do these type of things. It's an amazing place to be because it's so cultured. Yep. However, the locals give you a hard time. Yeah. They give you a hard time and they want you to do stunts and shows for them to get a hand clap from them. Yeah. So I understand why Tupac went on somewhere else and got big and said, fuck New York. A lot of people, a lot of people from New York like to make that move out to LA though. They do. Yeah, Absolutely. um because other places don't give you such a hard time when you're trying to make it. Yeah. I guess everybody in LA is trying to make it as well, so it's Yeah. But they're a little more welcoming. Yeah. But you um, know, if if you if you try to release something, you know, it's probably a little bit easier than than it is in New York. New York gives a very hard time. They're not impressed with much. You have to really really show your ass. <laughs> yeah. To get somebody to be like, "Hey, and it's crazy. It's so it's, it's it's almost sad, you know. Yeah, and it's I think that's it's like that in probably every industry. There, like whether you're a chef, a model, a um, artist, exactly. Yeah, you're not exactly. gonna get much love unless yep. you're you're really special. Exactly. It's um, just it, they give you such a hard time in New York. Yeah, I so I still understand why he did that. I saw this this Red Queen kitchen. Yes, that's Villainess. She's also an executive chef. Oh. Mm-hmm. Wow, so she's a she's an executive chef and a hip hop artist. artist. 
Wow. Two different two different worlds. Yes. Um, so what is what is the what kind of foods at the Red Queen Kitchen? Well, she does a lot. She does pretty much everything. I okay. Mean, anything you want, you know, say for instance, um, sometimes you know people either book us for because we work together on the Red Queen Kitchen. Yep. And um, people either book us for events, you know, baby showers, weddings, whatever have you. Um, and you know, different cultures do it. So different cultures have different food, and she can pretty much make anything because you know she learned that skill from her grandmother. Okay. You know, she wasn't like she wasn't like other kids who was who were outside playing when they were little. Her grandmother had her in there chopping onions, chopping you know chopping for her, and she just she learned that skill. And it's a, it's a natural talent for her. Listen, I can't boil water, so <laughs> I com- I com- I commend her on what she does. But I do the business aspect of it. <laughs> okay, um, but yeah. there's no she, she she can do any she can do anything. There's no niche like every every second store you walk by in New York says you know world's best pizza. You don't have a exactly. You don't have a best like know, best chicken wings or. You know what? Um, in my opinion, I think because this is what people always order from her mm-hmm. it's her oxtail and I don't know if you know if you guys eat oxtail yeah well my dad my dad always makes oxtail soup yes yeah. yes 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 people always and, and you know what's funny because she is um, Dominican and Korean that's okay. her mix right so a lot of Caribbean people try not they you know what you call it hating they, they, they don't like to give her her props uh. she knows how to make it really well you know what I'm saying yeah <laughs> But in New York, over here in New York, a lot of Caribbean people go to her to make their oxtail because they say even though these little restaurants that you know they have the um, you know best Caribbean food in New York or whatever, yeah, a lot of Caribbean people say nope, I'm going to the Red Queen Kitchen. <laughs> yeah, where where is it? <laughs> well, right now it's a it's a catering kitchen. Okay. Yeah, so it's it's not dining. So we do deliveries and we just cater. But um, soon. We're going to be opening up a, a actual dining restaurant um, within the next year or two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have a Do you have a space for that? Yeah, we're looking at a, we you know we're looking at a few. Okay. But they they will be in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn. Okay. They'll be in Brooklyn, and then and then she has the Red Q Barbecue, which is going to be in the Bronx. Now that's going to be all year round barbecue because you cannot find that in New York. Yeah, that's like a because that's like where you go to Austin a, or something, right? Exactly. You go down south to get barbecue, but she cooks it like she, you know, you would think she was from Tennessee or, or Memphis or wherever. Okay. <laughs> like she make good barbecue um, in New York. So it's going to be year round and that, that location is going to be in the Bronx. Right. That's, that's a, Yeah, that's the sister company to Franklin Kitchen. Oh, that's cool. That I, reckon, I think that'll do really well out there. Yeah, she's she she's out here grilling in the snow and blizzards. She doesn't <laughs> care. She doesn't care the weather. You can't find that here. You cannot find good barbecue, and I can appreciate it from being from the south. So yeah, I said, listen, you you hit the money with that. <laughs> it's uh, it's summer right now over there, right? So, what what is that um that heat like right now? Oh, it's been it's been it's been bad. It's this year is a heat wave. Yeah. Yeah, we don't normally have um, heat waves up here, but this summer, and I think because the winter wasn't that bad, it made for a hot summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And even being from Florida, I think it's hot in New York. Oh, wow. 
It's bad. Because you know what the thing is? It's um, it's so crowded in New York. Yeah. So people just take the train or, you know, just get outside of so many cars and people that you feel it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was there, I think, in about September last year. Yeah. And I, I was... um. I was just trying to catch a train to uh, to the airport. I was on my way home. And yeah. uh, I was, yeah, I, I did get changed as soon as I got to the airport because I was like, I was just it's sweaty. So yeah. You feel so nasty. I mean, you have to take like two, three showers a day. <laughs> yeah, the heat just like bounces from building to building. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas in Florida, you have water. It's, it's humid, but there's so many beaches yep. that it's a different type of heat. But here, it's just bounce, like you said, it bounces from building to building, and it's just hot. Yeah. Mhm. Now so it's, been a, it's been a bad summer so far. Yeah, I, I've I've seen social media. Everyone's freaking out and like pointing guns at the sun, saying they're done, and like. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. I'm telling you. <laughs> um, if you can stay indoors, that's the best option. Now, did you guys? With uh, the Red Queen Kitchen, get any get anything popping for Fourth of July? We do every year. Yeah. This year we actually had an event. Um, we had an event yesterday. So okay. We didn't do anything this year for the fourth, but normally we do. We have a big shebang. You know, we we're we're in the park with the tents, and you know we have you know everybody buys tickets to come because it's unlimited food and drinks. Oh okay. Wow. Mhm. We do a big. Yep. So we're known for that. That's how we started. Yeah. Okay. And then I told her. I said. I told her. I said. You know what? We need to make this a business. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's yep. it. And that's how. That's how we got started. Just doing. You know. Just doing regular um, events in the park. Right. And then we just got our name from there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So just sort of started off local. How How far do you do you go with your deliveries and all of that? Well. Um, since we're in Brooklyn, I mean, we deliver to all five boroughs, yep. but you know, I don't know if you know, you know, Staten Island, Yep. you know, Staten Island is like, you have to take a ferry yeah. over the water to get to Staten Island or whatever. Um, so we don't do personal orders cause we do events and then like personal orders. So some people locally and then in Bronx and Queens, they say, Hey, you know, I may want such and such, um, on Saturday just a personal dinner order we'll deliver there yeah but because staten island so far it's a lot to get there for staten island we specifically just do events yeah for staten island opposed to just regular deliveries but every everybody else queens bronx brooklyn we're there delivery guy comes to your door boom boom here's your red queen kitchen order and that's it okay Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Staten Island's a bit out yeah. of the way. It's a lot. It's but a lot of work for just you know a, a dinner order. You could uh, you could discover the next method man though if you start going out there. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> we know him. We know him. Oh, you know him? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he, he's you know she knows him from back in the day. Just okay. Hood. You know they they go. Everybody at some point comes from Brooklyn or, or hangs out in Brooklyn yeah. or hung out in Brooklyn. So it's just, you know, New York is big, but at the same time, it's small. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess it depends on your, your circle, but the the world yeah. is small. Yeah, the world is small. 
Yeah. But you know what? She's just not the type of person to. She's not a groupie. She don't have that type of personality to where she's like, oh, I know such and such. I know this person. Like we don't roll like that. Yo, I have been having the yeah. biggest problem with um, like celebrity groupies lately, like Kevin Hart. Right. Like he's like a, he's like a groupie. I think so too, and I felt like I was the only one that felt like. That. <laughs> oh, when he tried to get up on the um the stage when Philly won, I was like embarrassed for him. And I go through the same thing. Yeah. That's why I I understand where you guys come from. I get it. We feel the same way. Yeah. I don't care who you are. At the end of the day, I'm going to tell you what I think you are. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, and I feel like he's a bit of a groupie. Yeah, I feel like Drake's the same. And he's like too high profile to act the way he does. They are. Yeah. But you know what? Money doesn't... I mean, money changes people in a certain way, but at the same time, you are who you are no matter what. Yeah, that's and I it. I feel like Kevin Hart is a bit of a groupie. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I do. I feel like he tries to throw those cards out all the time and oh I know this. Let me post a picture with this person. Let me do this. And I and I, I actually think he has LMS, which is little man syndrome. Yeah. I think he tries to be around all these people that are bigger than him to make his stuff feel better. Right. I feel like he's a very insecure man. Oh, I mean I, I think that's comical, you know. People get that get into showbiz, I think are very insecure. They need they need people to clap for them, you know? They need accepted. They need the applause. Yeah. <laughs> I said they need the applause. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I agree 100%. Um and it's don't roll like that. We're just not I'm not I'm not beat to be I don't need your acceptance. <laughs> yeah, nah. Nah. You know? Um so what have you got? What have you got on the cards for for the blog this week? A couple things. Mm-hmm. Um, well, right now I'm doing like because my birthday's tomorrow. Okay, happy Enjoy. birthday! <laughs> Thank you. It's already um, Monday over here, so it is your birthday here. It is right. You're, you're right. Um, I got a couple more hours. I'm getting. I'm drinking now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting ready for midnight when I take my big shot. Yes. <laughs> but um, but yeah, right now I'm just doing like you know cancer posts and camp famous celebrity cancers that I like. I'm not posting all of them, but yep. there's a few um, celebrities I like that are cancers. They're just stuff that, you know, the way I blog, I don't really pre-game because like I said, I don't want to be like, you know, uh, Shade Room or, or Industry on Blast or any of those type of people who, who set out to, oh, let's go dig in their, yep. in their receipts. I'm not, I don't really, I don't really care to do that. If I come across stuff when I'm on the search page or explore page, and I, and I and it just touches me to write about it. I kind of just, just do it on the spot. Okay. I don't really, and yeah, I don't have pregame and set up stories or whatever. I just come across stuff and I'm like, hey, I want to write about this or I can relate to this. And that's just kind of how I roll. You know, okay. I don't want, when I make it to the point where I'm on a red carpet interviewing people or whatever, I don't want people to run for me like TMZ. Right. You know, I want people yeah. to be like, hey, Jerry, what's up? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, and that's, that's smart. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really want to be that that type of blog. You know, and I don't have a crew who's writing for me or whatever. It's stri- strictly me and just stuff that I'm feeling, you know? Yeah. And so is it, my point of view. Is, it a, is it a job at this point or just a hobby? No, right now it's a hobby. Yeah. But if it turns into a job, hey, I wouldn't mind. Yeah. You know, but just right now, I just like to talk to people. And then I love to have people come in and say, oh, my God, I went through the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, you know, I just like to interact with people. Okay. And your main job is, is your main job the uh, Red Queen Kitchen? 
Red Queen Kitchen, and I'm actually uh, I do nurse. I'm a nurse. Oh, okay. So my my regular nine to five <laughs> is nursing. <laughs> right. So, well, that's that's more than a nine to five, right? You got wild hours. Yeah. So that's why I blog when I can, and I'm just like, hey, this crossed my mind. Boom! In, in the midst of working, so. <laughs> right. But, uh, but besides nursing, you know, as far as media, I work with Villainess, and we do Red Queen Kitchen also, and that's that, you know. So you're staying real busy. Pretty much. What kind of um, research do you do for your blogs? Do you do you ever um, interview people? I have. You know what? I was doing it before, and then I kind of fell back on it. Yeah. Um, because I, I used to have one of my pages that I had before I started blogging from my personal page. Um, something happened with Instagram. You know, they're always making changes. Somehow I got locked out of that page, and I said, fuck it, I'm going to start blogging from my personal page. Okay. I'm start all over. Um, but I was interviewing people, um, pr- you know, prior, and I'm going to get back into that. But my very, very first interview, which I was so happy about, and most people will be like, so what? <laughs> but, you know, you, do you remember um, Beyonce's Lemonade album? Yes. Okay, you remember the song Sorry? Um, no, not off the top. Yeah. Okay, but, uh, the video where Serena Williams, that Serena Williams was in. Okay, yeah. And, Be- and Beyonce had all the white tribal markings yep. on her face. Well, the guy who did that, he's in New York, and... I interviewed him and I was so happy about it because he drew on my face uh-huh. the same way that he did Beyonce. <laughs> he's like, I was so happy about it. Yeah. But he was such, he's such a nice guy. Such a nice guy. He was so sweet. He was not feeling himself. You know, we had a good time. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm definitely going to get back into that. I yeah. love talking to people. Yeah, it's cool. I, I feel um, real good about like being able to um, talk to people that I wouldn't have the opportunity to talk to if I didn't have the podcast. So I get, I get a exactly. bit of, um, I get to learn from different people and what, what they do and why they do it and all that. And it's, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's cool. I love talking to people. You know, yeah. I just like to pick people's brains. Yeah. How they feel. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So have you got to meet like any, anyone like super successful, um, at what they do through, through blogging? Um, not really, not not like not like you know you know until I get to the red carpet. That's when I feel like I made it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, not not necessarily yet. Just just a lot of up up and coming. I'm very, you know, I'm not I'm not I don't really care to be on celebrities' dicks. Like I, I love up and coming, you know, artists and the struggle. Yeah. Being out here in the New York streets and trying to sell your art and trying to get you. I love it. I love it. You know. They just, they're so much more humble and down to earth and they have more to say than a celebrity. With celebrities, you know, once you hit a certain plateau, it's just kind of like you just forget where you came from. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, you know, and I love, I love the, the grind and the grit and, you know, the struggle and I love all, I love meeting those kind of people. Yeah. And people that still have the hunger are, are more interesting to talk the to. Hunger. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, you it's know, just relatable. Just the main thing. I'm just kind of like, you already made it, bitch. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not a, a, you know, thirsty to talk to Beyonce. Like, okay, bitch, you made it. You're, you're the queen of, of R&B, whatever you call it, pop, whatever your genre is, because now she's rapping. So. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> now, now she's a gangster rapper, well, so. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was fucking weird. That's what I said. I, I blogged one time. Listen, when Beyonce gets back to singing, let me know. Wait yeah. 
I don't. I I, I guess because she's from somebody from Brooklyn with somebody from Brooklyn. She just she's a gangster now. So yeah, she's. Uh, I mean, you know, whatever. They're all doing that shit where they're they're just trying to do something different. I like I admire that, but it's a lot of the times it's just not not working out for me. Like Kanye hasn't done anything for me since like graduation, you know. Yeah, his first album, please. I knew every song, every lyric. It was it was amazing, but this new Kanye, I don't I don't I don't understand him. I mean, I understand he battles mental issues, and that is a real thing. And that is something a lot of people don't like to talk about. Yeah. However. You know, he seems to do it uh, just Kanye? in time for the rollout, though. Right, like, but where's Kanye? Yeah. You know, yeah. It's just you know, people get used to, to they fall in love with what you originally did, and when we become fans of that, and then you switch it up, and it's not better than what we already liked, it's it's no good. Yeah, you have to. You you're gonna always be compared to yourself. So you always, need you need to always. do better than what you've done. You can't like yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, he um yeah he's a strange cat. I mean I think he's he's a genius. Um he still he, he still got it like like from the Daytona album he still got it. But then I heard the Nas shit and I was just like. Um, it could have been better. Yeah, I was. And I was pretty disappointed. Now he said he's gonna do. 52 songs in 52 days yeah <laughs> and they're all gonna be like, garbage you know that's cool and all bro if you could do it but i'd rather quality over quantity yes you know what i mean yeah i'd rather you make one song in a year and it's the best song ever <laughs> yeah you put out 52 songs of bullshit yeah. what's the point but i but i think the mental illness in his case is working against him you know, there's some geniuses out here with, with mental issues like Stephen King and, you know, people like that who it works for. Yeah. But him, I think his is working against him. And I think it might be his downfall. Yeah, for sure. It's, you know, yeah. I mean, I'd like to, I don't, I don't, I haven't looked at the numbers for, for all of those albums that came out, but I feel like all that shit he said about slavery and all that was for the rollout. Cause he, we haven't heard anything since all those albums came out. Exactly. And then he tried to apologize about it, so I know he didn't mean it. Yeah, that was wild. Was oh, publicity, you know, publicity. But yeah. still, at the end of the day, people will remember how you made them feel, and you said it, and that was that. And a lot of celebrities trying to delete posts, or somebody's gonna catch it. Somebody's gonna catch your shit and post it, and you can't take it back. I don't care if you delete it. Somebody got a screenshot of it. And that's and it's gonna circulate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know. But you need to get uh, what's her name, Sarah Jessica Parker. You need to get a um, interview with her since oh since you're the urban Carrie Bradshaw. That's my idol. That's your that's idol. <laughs> Carrie Bradshaw or Sarah Jessica Parker. Really, Carrie. Carrie yeah. <laughs> but since since she is Carrie Bradshaw, I love it all. I'm yeah. For it all. <laughs> I still watch my Sex in the City DVDs, and it never gets old to me. Okay. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care if they're done. They're still alive and well to me, and I love Carrie Bradshaw. That's like <laughs> because that's how I feel. I get I get my little. Well, I don't have a. Uh, I don't sit on the computer, but I get my phone. I start writing, and you know, I just, I just 
it, I just run away with it. I just it gets the best of me, and that's it. Yeah. So I, I I really could relate to her when I first started watching Sex in the City, and I was like, that's totally me. Any any I could I could have an experience on the train one day and and write about it. Yeah. So how she does, you know, she gets in a relationship, something goes wrong, or somebody says something, and she just creates a a, a post about it for the. the the column that she write, wrote for. Yeah. I, that's, that's, you know, it was relatable to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If I can get an interview with her one day, I, I'm done. Put me in my grave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll be, I mean, that'll be, that'll be dope. But that, that's tough. Mm -hmm. Those guys, I mean, they're not, you know, they're not just interviewing with anyone. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? It's so, New York is so real that, she she goes to regular doctors' offices in in New York. Yeah, and like it's nothing. You know, you you see these people on TV, and then they're here in New York living a regular life. You see them in the grocery stores or wherever they're going to the park. You might see them, and that's and I think that's why New York gives people such gives underground artists such a hard time. Yeah, because they see celebrities every day. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think that plays a part in it. But that's like. Um, it's a bit of an oxymoron because you get you get that in LA as well. You see everyone in LA, right, right, and it's you, true. But like you've got more of a shot out there. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I guess that's where all the agents and all that is, though. It is. Yeah. New York and LA. Those are the two places. Yeah. You can make it other places, but New York and LA will always be. It's from the beginning of time. That's the way it's been. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's where it started. Yeah. What about over in Australia? How is it over there? How's the hip hop? Um, cool. Well, I mean, there's a lot of fans out here, but um, like the the Aussie hip hop scene is pretty, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not into that music. I like, I like regular hip hop, but I mean, we've got Kendrick coming uh, here next weekend. Oh, okay. Um, I love him. So that should be pretty exciting. I'm pretty happy to s see that. But I mean, I, 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 I reached out to his people to see if I could get an interview while he was here. Now, <laughs> never heard yeah, back. But fine. you got to take your, you got to shoot your shot. Thing, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's probably. I don't know how long he's here for because Adelaide's like, Adelaide's not the biggest city, but. So he's probably he's only got one show here, so he might even just come in in the morning and then leave the next day or something. Right, right. Well, that's big that he's coming to that city. Yeah, yeah. That particular city, yeah. I mean, he's got, you know, he's the biggest rapper in the world, arguably. So. Yeah. He's he is. he's got enough fans oh, yeah. to go wherever he wants, I suppose. So where where you live is that is that a common place that a lot of when they come to Australia do they come there? Uh, yeah, it's like probably 50%. So we might miss someone, but we'll get the next one. Oh, okay. Because um, they're usually like Melbourne and Sydney is where they, Sydney, right. they go every time. And then Adelaide is like, um, yeah, you might, you might miss like Eminem, but then get Kendrick, you know? Right, okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know how to pronounce it. I was saying Adelaide. Uh, <laughs> Um, but Melbourne's only like a 40 minute flight from here anyway. So if you want to go to Melbourne to catch a concert, it's not, it's not the end of the world. 
You have to take a flight. You can't drive. You can drive. It's an eight-hour drive. Oh wow! But it's like a one-hour flight, so it's pretty easy. Oh wow, that's crazy. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. Is all your family still? Yeah. Oh yeah. In. Like even you know from New York to Florida to wherever you want to go. Yeah, but New York to Florida is a, a drive, right? It's a it's a drive, but most people will rather drive it than flight. Oh, for real? That's yeah, yeah. That's why it's interesting to me. Oh, Stuff like that, like if you're going to a concert, they'll take that drive. <laughs> oh, I de- I definitely fly. <laughs> me too. Yeah. Me too. Is all your family still down in um, Florida? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I came up here on a whim. I actually, um, I'm not close to my family anymore because um, once I told them, once I came out the closet that I was gay, they disowned me. So. Oh, okay. You know, are they? Yeah, so I'm not really close to them, but they all still live in Florida. Are they religious? Very. So that's was that the issue? That was the issue. I grew up uh, strict religious Caribbean background because I'm Trinidadian and Puerto Rican. Okay. And so I came up here. You know, I grew up with my Trini side, and they very religious. You know, whatever strict and and conservative. And I came up here, and I, I met my father. Who's, that's you know my Puerto Rican side, and um, actually my mother lied about who my father was, so I found out who the real person was. Oh wow! And we got close once I was an adult. So yeah. Now I'm up here. I, I, he's in the Bronx, and I'm in Brooklyn, so I go see him very you know often uh, because I never had that time when I was little. So yeah, I'm always in the Bronx hanging out with him. You know. So how so, old were you when you found out that you had the wrong information? I was like 25. Oh, okay. So, yeah. you've been... I thought another guy was. I thought another guy was. He passed away. Okay. And then I found out the truth. And, you know... How did you find out? Well, my one of my... My mom's mom told me the truth. Oh, okay. She hit me up low-key one day. She hit me up low-key one day. I was like, listen, you know, I want to, I want to tell you the truth. And the rest was history. Right. And I was like, wow, that's crazy that I was thinking somebody else was my father. And then, don't get me wrong, I looked like the guy, which is weird. All right. However, DNA came back and it told the whole story. Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, um, so I found out that my father, you know, Puerto Rican from the Bronx. Did, had, how was it growing up gay in Florida? Did, like, when did you come out? Man, uh, growing up gay down south is my heart goes out to everybody yeah, that's... in small towns or in the country where it's still racist yeah you know it's still segregation going on and it's you know pretty much how trump feels is let's make america white and you know that's all still going on down south so mm. to grow up growing up gay was very i never told anybody i didn't express it you know, I tried to have boyfriends when I was younger and to look normal, to come to family dinners and holiday parties. And I just wasn't feeling it. Yeah. You know, and, and even I didn't even really understand what it was. You don't you don't know the word gay when you're little. A lot of people feel like, oh, well, you just became gay because you got hurt by so many guys or, or it's just it's the cool thing. But I really believe you're born that way. Oh, absolutely. There's no way, there's no way you know at five years old what being gay is. But no. you know what you're attracted to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, I just I just held it in, and one day, 
I, I just said, you know what? I'm tired of living a lie. I don't want to do it anymore. And I just said, I'm going to live my truth and fuck whoever don't like it. Yeah. Who, who are you? You know? And so, um, so being in New York, uh, do you feel a lot, a lot more it accepted? Helped. It helped. Yeah, it helped with that. I yeah. came to New York because I said, you know, I'm, I'm done with everyone down here. And I've always wanted to live in New York. I was kind of that country girl with dreams of li- living in the city. Mm-hmm. So I came up here. I packed up a suitcase. I took a flight. Never turned back. Yeah. And I happened to meet Villainess <laughs> in that process. And that's how it all started. But, but I came up here, found out who my father was, started meeting people along the way. And... The rest is history, but up here it helped because you have the village, yeah, where uh, the pier is, yeah, and you know, you know, you know, all these new shows are coming out like Pose and My House on Viceland, yeah, they all are in New York, and you know, the pier is legendary where where the movie Paris is Burning was filmed, um, yeah, which which was the the legendary ball scene film you know that's where Pose got their inspiration from yeah so New York kind of helped with that I don't have to hide away because nobody cares up here yeah you know what I mean you are who you are <laughs> yeah and that's like what you said before it's just so much more it's it's cultured it's cultured up there it's cultured yeah um, culture. I mean there's still there's still you know ignorant people culture. walking your around your Caribbeans and your Spanish and you know yeah so nobody cares. They don't care what you're doing with yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But down south, it's just so, it's like, it's, you know, they, they, my mother told me I was going to hell. Yeah, it's scary down there. Yeah, it's very, very, you know, it's, it's, it's terrible. Yeah. It's still so bad for all the kids who can't say what they are or do them, you know, it's a hard life. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I'd say it's hard even in, like growing up in New York City, but like to, like down there, it's just another level. It's it's a whole other level. Yeah. That you wouldn't even believe. <laughs> yeah. They, you know, they really do think that you're going that that is it's it's a curse or that something is wrong with you. Yeah. Well, there was yeah. just um in the news. I don't know a few weeks ago, I saw that um, uh, gay conversion therapy got um, uh, like. It was made illegal in, uh, might have been Vermont or something. So, what do you mean? Like, you know how the, they get like priests to try and like exercise the gay out of you or whatever. Are you serious? It's a thing, gay conversion. Have you seen Borat? Or no, Bruno? Bruno? No, no, I didn't see Bruno. So, he, he like takes, he, he goes in for gay conversion therapy like as a joke. And these people like really are trying to. Wow like talk him out of like being gay and you know it's a, it's just a demon or whatever and it's like a real thing yeah that's yeah that's, um, what, my, that's what my mother tried to do yeah but uh, it got made like illegal in <laughs> Vermont like a while back so that was I mean it should have it should it that's shouldn't have terrible. been a thing you know but it's <laughs> my thing is who are you to tell somebody how they feel listen you cannot tell somebody how they should feel yeah you just can't you know yeah, it's um, and, and I and I told my mom I said out of all things that you could be mad I could be out here a murderer I yeah. could be doing way more terrible but you think I'm going to hell because of who I love get the fuck out of here yeah 
So have you made it? Have you made it back down there since? I go to visit. Just I don't visit them. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, but I, I, you know, I get my, I get my itch for being back home. So yeah, you know, I'm a country girl at heart. So <laughs> you know, I love New York, but I'm a country girl. So yeah, I go back, but I just don't go see them. You know, this that I just don't feel like I should have to subject myself to that kind of scrutiny. You know, and life is short. I'm gonna enjoy myself, and I'm not gonna be you know be boggled down with feeling bad for who i am i'm just not gonna do it yeah no i absolutely agree oh disagree that's not my problem i'm not one of those gays that feel like oh you gotta accept it that's not my thing yeah just respect me as a person oh yeah respect me as a person yeah it's just um it's crazy how divided the well not only the u.s like the world is but like we've got pete like um homophobes over here as well obviously but i think it's is so much bigger in america just i think americans as a whole are a lot more uh religious in general but also a lot more catholic than australia right and deeply deeply catholic and so all this like like i wasn't surprised with trump winning with the way he went about his business me either i already knew it yeah. With 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 his antics, I knew he was gonna win. Yeah. And I said, "Well, that's it for us." <laughs> <laughs> you know, which is funny because when he was doing um like The Apprentice and stuff like that, I just feel like a lot of these celebrities are so phony that they all love Trump. Everybody wanted a piece of the Trump Towers. They all want to have stuff yeah. and all this stuff in Trump Tower and his brand. But when he became president, now all of a sudden they're all against him. Yeah. You know, like 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 African American, I, I would say mostly African American entertainers. They were all for Trump when he was on reality TV. Yeah, everyone but wanted like Donald Trump money and like it. wanted well, to be the boss. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. The, uh... Don't don't be mad now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, don't be like, oh, you're trying to stop all these things for black people. Okay, well, you guys. Were, were for him before, so that's why the fuck he won. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's why he feel. And then he he you know he he lied to keep the black vote and act like he's for us because everybody was feeling him when he was on reality TV. And then he changed. Yeah, which they usually do. You know, well, those whole those what do you call it? Those rallies that they run and stuff is all bullshit. Oh yeah. You know, it's just. It's like a car salesman. They're going to tell you all the bullshit you want to hear. Then when you drive the car off the lot, it's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's how, like, how Trump is. What, <laughs> what, what was going to be better? Hillary? Like, Hillary's walking around with hot sauce in her handbag for publicity. And, like, and, that, and see, that's offensive, too. Like, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to do all that. You don't have to do all that. That doesn't define black. <laughs> you don't have to do all that. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. I think she will be any better no i think this time around we just had some shitty candidates yeah that's it and there's only there's only really two parties to choose from exactly a lot of people now are saying um they wanted bernie but i don't think he's gonna run because he's old yeah you know yeah there's gonna have to be someone else come in about to happen yeah how are, how are you guys, Rand? How what's what's going on with you guys? Similar to uh, Canada, so we've got a prime minister, mm-hmm. and we're 
we're part of the Commonwealth, so we're we're actually under the Queen. Like she's on our coins. Oh okay. Um, but I don't really I don't really understand all that um. Like, uh, royal stuff. So I don't really know how much she has to do with with us, but um, yeah, it's definitely not. It's definitely not as divided um as the US. It's more um, like. It, the talk about tax and, and big business versus small business is really the thing over here. Mm-hmm. Um, who, who decides that for you guys? Well, the, the prime minister and, um, I guess they, they do their votes and referendums and stuff, but, um, it's, it's, I guess it's a similar sort of job to the, to the president, except our politics is more based on, um, economics than, than class and, um, uh, race and whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. A lot of people are running to Canada. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, looks like it. But yeah, we don't have yeah. we don't have uh, as much conversation in terms of um, politics over here because mm-hmm. it's just it's not as crazy. We don't have a you know reality TV star up there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's where he needs to go back to reality TV. Yeah, did you want to? Did you want to plug anything before you go? Um, sure. Well, first, giving a shout out to my girls, Villainess. Yep. And our catering company, The Red Room Kitchen, and they can find her music on YouTube slash Villainess TV. Yep. And um, they can check me out on my regular blog page at Journey Woo. Journey underscore Wu. Easy. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, cool. All right. Well, thanks for thanks for being on the show. I enjoyed that. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure talking to you. You too. Uh, happy birthday and en- enjoy your night. Thank you. You too. All right. Well, enjoy your day. We'll do. Same for you now. All right. Hey, you get off my ground. You don't know me and you don't know my staff. The method man, patty cake, patty cake, hey, the method man. No need skip, be jeff or beat the pan. Peanut butter, cause I'm not butter. In fact, I snap back like a rubber band. I'll be Sam, Sam. Good guest, good guest. As per usual. Great interview. Um Yeah, man, that was cool. A lot of uh lot of new sort of uh content there for the uh the stewies. Here, welcome to the party. Well, I need to get me some of that Red Queen Kitchen. You know, I loves me that uh, that good food, right? And uh, oxtail soup. I I tried to replicate my old man's recipe, and I I couldn't do it. But I mean, it was nice, but it wasn't it wasn't what uh, what my uh, dad makes. So I need to I need to maybe fly up and find out from the old man how to make that shit but i would try that from red queen kitchen and i would suggest maybe trying them out if you're going to new york or if any of you guys uh live in new york i know some of you do uh shout out to um college dan my ex uh roommate who is coming to visit on the 2nd of november so we have little uh southeast coast tour 
uh, scheduled that I'm I'm looking forward to. Looking forward to seeing the Brody, that's for sure. Um, but shit, where to from here? I say, Clay's reviews. Comedy, action, or horror? Will this movie win an Oscar? Set design, directing, acting, lighting, or costumes? This segment is Clay's reviews. The Gift on Netflix, starring ah. Uh, Jason Bateman, I'm not too sure of the chick. Uh, and then it was Joel Edgerton, who also, I believe, writ- wrote and directed it or wrote and... Um... Oh, excuse me. Just had a couple of chocolate bullets. Uh, wrote and directed it or... Um... Yeah, Joel Edgerton wrote and directed it. And it starred uh, Jason Bateman who's usually funny, and he was an absolute fucking twat in this movie. Absolute toolbox, man. Um, But it moved slow, and I was sort of of waiting to get me a little... a little bit of action at the end of it. No Bruno, but I just thought... I thought thought something was going to happen. Like, I thought I was waiting for something, right? And this shouldn't be a spoiler... I don't recommend that you watch this, to be honest. Um, moral of the story was don't be a bully because it'll fuck your whole life up. But it was just bullshit. It was just a shitty, boring movie. Uh, Joel Edgerton, Australian. So, like, shout out for making a film, bro. And I haven't made one. But um, that movie sucked. I thought somebody had to at least die. Um, I don't know. It just... Oh, Clay, that's a pretty dark way to look at movies. Uh, uh, so what? What are you saying? Someone needs to die for it to be good. Shut the fuck up, man. I'm just saying it was a thriller. It was looking pretty dark at times. And then like nothing would eventuate. And then it get dark again and nothing would eventuate. And I was just like, someone needs to die. Someone needs to get taken. Like it just needs to, some wild shit needed to go, need to go off. And nothing, nothing really happened for the whole movie. And then... His punishment, I'm not going to spoil it here, but his punishment in the end for being a bully um, was to be uncertain for the rest of his life. Uncertainty was the punishment. So, um, yeah, man, I don't know. I don't recommend that you watch it. It was very slow, very boring, and very uh, much a waste of my time. Um, Five out of ten. I think when I first watched it, I said four out of 10, which I thought was a little bit harsh. So I have, I've bumped it up to five for no good reason, really. And it could probably be, be a four, but I've, I've definitely seen fours that were worse than this. So five, five out of 10, the gift, uh, we watched it on Netflix. Um, yeah, man, don't watch it. And as much as I would love to talk about this shitty movie, uh, even more, I think we need to move on to our favorite segments. Uh, that that was a plural segments because we got a couple. We got a couple uh, crowd favorites to to end this show on, uh, and so I think Money Making Mitch can take us to uh, listen 
to this fuck shit. You take some fuck, then some shit, then some fuck, then some shit. You gotta fuck shit stack. A fuck shit stack. Take some fuck, then some shit, then some fuck, then some shit. You gotta fuck shit stack. A fuck shit stack. It's a stack of fuck shit on top of itself, nigga. Alright, now Johnny Depp. He's he's uh renowned for getting himself into some fuck shit. Early episodes with I mean within the first seven episodes of Welcome to the Party, we were talking about Johnny Depp slapping his wife around, right? With all his fucking accessories. He's 50 years old, needs 50 access- accessories to go outside the house. He's got an accessory attached to him for each year that he's lived, right? I'm 28. If I had 28 accessories uh, on, I would want somebody to tell me we're not leaving until I take all these accessories off, right? But I digress. Me and Dante spoke just weeks ago about uh, this film, City of Lies, which is, it's going to be about the Biggie and Tupac's um, deaths, I think, right? Something like that. Um, Yeah, the murders of Tupac and Biggie's. All right, so it sounds like the location manager on the film... Um, got into it with Johnny Depp or Johnny Depp got into it with him, might I say, because what happened was uh, this guy, the location manager, his name's Greg Brooks. He told, he told Johnny Depp that they only had one more shot, right? And then Johnny Depp follows dude and screams at him, who the fuck are you? You have no right to tell me what to do. Punches him twice in the ribs. And then yelled at the location manager, Mr. Greg Brooks. I'll pay you $100,000 to punch me in the face right now. Now, now, ain't that some fuck shit? Johnny, listen. We know you're going through it. You, you know, it must be hard being rich and famous. Easy money. You know, it must be hard when you get, you, when you book a movie and you don't get to wear as much makeup as you'd like to wear. It must really weigh on your conscience, but still, fam, you need to understand that that's not how we talk to people. You see? You see, because you could end up, you were bordering on poor posture of the week this week until uh, Money Maker Mitch showed me what we got sent through. Okay? So, you, you talk with respect. When you talk about Gregory Brooks, Jonathan, you put some respect on his name. Right? Money making Mitch, I think you know where to go from here. The fucking headline reads, A curious 13-year-old boy has had a USB cable removed from his penis by doctors after he inserted it up his urethra and it nodded in his bladder. Um, excuse me, uh, Claiborne? Um, can you please, can you please repeat that because uh, I know this sounds silly, but it sounded like you said a USB cable was up his urethra 
and tied itself in a knot in his bladder and they couldn't remove it. Uh, no, I will not repeat myself, uh, my Stewie, because you are correct. That's exactly what the shit says. Um, a teenager whose name would not be revealed, rightly so, you sick motherfucker, um, inserted a USB cable, like an iPhone charger, uh, approximately 20 centimeters up his penis before realizing he could not pull it out again. I don't know where, I don't even know where to start from here. First of all, he clearly cut the end of the cord because you can't stick that whole fucking thing up there. Uh, Clay, are you speaking from uh, experience? No, motherfucker. All right. It's, it's just not feasible to stick the fucking head of the charger up your, up your cock. All right. All loaves matter. Um, his parents had to take him to the hospital. Embarrass yourself, nigga. What the fuck is you talking about? Right. Um, where they, the medics applied lube to try and pull the cable out. Uh, unsuccessful. Uh, kids in intense pain. Uh, yeah. How were you not in intense pain while you were shoving a fucking cord up your cock to begin with? I don't understand. Um, so basically he had to have surgery where they, they'd cut open his bladder and cut the cord, like cut, cut the, the, um, fucking the cable, cut the knot out of the cable. Uh, and they had the knot in their hands, but then they pulled the rest out from whence it came. That's what you get. Kid said he claimed he was, he was curious about his genitalia. What? Curious? Beat your meat, bruh. Choke your chicken. Slap the proverbial monkey, but absolutely do not stick a cable up your cock. You you got poor posture, motherfucker. You 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 look like a question mark. You look like the walking stick you probably had to walk out of the hospital with two weeks after surgery, by the way. He was in there for two weeks with a with a cable up his cock. Well, no, that got removed instantly, but then he was in two weeks after that. That's what you get. I wish we had kid's name. There is a picture of the, um, the x-ray, which, uh, which we'll go on to, what do we call it? Instagram. That's welcome to the party at welcome to the party on Instagram at welcome party on Twitter. Welcome to the party on Facebook. Welcome to the party at gmail.com for any correspondence with, uh, the big boss man or the global go getter. Um, This is where we get our uh, poor posture of the week, people submitting them through email. So continue to do that. Um, They're getting weirder and weirder, but we appreciate you. Um, But yeah, yeah, that's it for today. We're going to end on this crazy cat with um, trying to charge his penis. Okay. Trying to give his penis some, some apple juice, you know? 
Uh, so for all the kids listening, um, first of all, you, I hope you've got permission from your parents to be listening to Welcome to the Party. This is, this is an adult podcast. And second of all, if you are listening, don't, don't try to charge your cock with, uh, with an Apple charger cable. Um, Apple, if you want to sponsor me, uh, that's fine. You can. Um, yeah, if if you need if your cock needs charging, there's you got to see your doctor for that. They give you a little blue pill and bunk bunk. Okay, have a happy hump day, everybody, uh, and as always, bunk bunk. Welcome to